Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Naturally Supernatural. Jade here, director of GGC College of Supernatural Ministry in Sydney, Australia, and part of GGC Life Church. My passion is to raise up sons and daughters and see men and women living out their God-given calling and dreams to live naturally, supernaturally, and walk by the power of Holy Spirit for Jesus. On this podcast, you'll hear stories about revival, miracles, encounters with God, and moving in the gifts of Holy Spirit, such as healing, prophecy, preaching, creativity, pioneering, leading, and much, much more from everyday believers. Listen as we unpack theology, culture, and real stories that we believe will unlock the naturally supernatural life in you. Hey everyone, I would love to share with you today about living in the slipstream of God, in the presence of Holy Spirit, and seeing God do mighty, incredible things in you and through you as He awakens dreams, makes those dreams come through, and actually shows you the provision that He has for them in terms of finances, in terms of boldness, in terms of the Spirit of God and the gifts of God to move in signs and wonders like Jesus and to bring Jesus all of the glory as your dreams give him more fame. Now to live in the slipstream of God, there is a cost. It will cost us our yielded surrender to Jesus, to seek first the kingdom above everything else. It will cost us our time, our finances, our pride, our shame, But mark my words, there is nothing more joyful and beautiful than to live for the Lord and to see that whatever cost that we pay is truly nothing compared to the presence and the goodness of God and seeing Him move mightily on the earth through us and in partnership with us as His sons and daughters. Now some testimonies of what Things have been like as I've been learning to steward the presence of God, as I've been caught up into the heavenly realms and just seeing God face to face and to see the seraphim and the angelic just worship him night and day, calling out holy, holy, holy and being marked by his glory. And this is not just something for me. This is something for everyone. So even as I share, I am believing that there is an impartation into your spirit to step into the more of God, to step into the revelatory realms of God, to see him for yourself. Because God did pour out his spirit on all flesh so that sons and daughters may prophesy and old men and women to dream dreams. Lately, as I have just been praying with the Lord and meditating on scriptures from Ezekiel to Romans to Isaiah and just undone by the holiness of God. He has actually pulled me into the heavenly realms and in those places he has been pouring into me such love and such joy. I have just been wrecked, weeping, crying, cannot even fathom how it is that God wants to be one with us, that he would like himself to be our inheritance, that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit today and that he dwells in us. And even as he has been leading me into these places, I have been feeling the fear of man break off me. I have been, I have been feeling just 
my time, my energy, my resources aligning where I wasn't just fitting God into my schedule anymore, but that he is my schedule and discovering that as I'm living a life that has space for Holy Spirit to breathe on me, the living sacrifice, I need to create margin because if there's the fire of God that falls on our life as living sacrifices to him, we need space for the air of Holy Spirit to breathe. And these are the things that God has just been speaking to my heart as I have been caught up into these heavenly places. And it's been amazing to me, a marvel and a sign and wonder to see that as I've been sharing these things or getting around different sons and daughters and even non-believers, they have been experiencing the overflow of the holiness of God. Just the other day, there was this man who experienced the holiness of God that was overflowing from my lips as I was giving Jesus praise and testifying of his goodness. And he was convicted in that moment by Holy Spirit that he had not given his life to the Lord. And so we led him. I led him into a repentance to live for Jesus as Lord and Savior, to believe that he died on the cross for our sins and in three days was raised from the dead. And he invited Jesus into his heart as his best friend. And the wildest thing in that moment as well, the Lord God, Jesus, delivered this man of bondage, delivered him of drug addiction, delivered him of shame, delivered him of numbness of the heart, delivered him of confusion in the mind and even ADHD. And never before was this man able to read the Bible without getting a lot of confusion and the words just getting scrambled on the page before his eyes. And in that moment, as he received the Lord in a in a true way, in a genuine way, and as Jesus delivered him, set him free, healed him, sozo, those who call on the name shall be saved. Sozo, that is the word saved. He actually found that he was able to pick up the Bible right after and read it. He was able to read it and absorb it and receive it and experience Holy Spirit speak to him. And not just that, he received then the gift of tongues and he received the gift of prophecy and his eyes got opened up and he was caught up into heaven and he saw Jesus face to face. And so how wild was it that my surrender to the Lord of changing my day where I I was creating more space and margin for the Lord and my weeks to have more space and margin for God and where I am spending time before the presence of God and the holiness of God and this overflows into another person's life and instantly they are saved, set free, healed, blessed with the gift of prophecy and tongues immediately all at once and it was truly just the holiness of God and this is something that he's inviting us all to live in and to see and to experience. Other wild things of living in the slipstream of God is me choosing to not take on extra work to cover finances, to pay for bills, all those things where I'm sure a lot of us have experienced the crunch of the economy and inflation. So I was seeking answers to how to pay for certain bills and to not just see my bank account get smaller and smaller and the Lord closed the door and asked me to close the door on extra work opportunity and instead have that time to be with him and it's been humbling incredible amazing to see the Lord bring provision in different ways that I did not expect from my bills being cut in half 
to support from close, close family and friends. It's It's been humbling but beautiful to see the Lord step in. And yet I haven't even spoken to any of these about what I was facing in my faith for finances. And yet the Lord, you know, like to say yes to God, even though you don't see the next step, to say yes to God, even though if you don't see the finances yet, to say yes to God, even though sometimes it feels like going backwards. Some of us have an amazing calling that God has given us. And like Jesus, you know, he was called from the beginning. He knew he was the Messiah. And at age 12, he visited the temple and there was none like him gifted in teaching and explaining the word of God. And yet he had to go home and start an apprenticeship with his dad. He had to go home with his mom and dad, Mary and Joseph. And so for some of us, we will feel like following the Lord and the sacrifice of of worship and of living by faith can also sometimes look like taking a step backwards but it's truly allowing the Lord to refine us in the deeper places and to really propel us and allow us to step into the slipstream at the right time. And final testimony of just living in this place of God covering, God providing. You know, I've even experienced an increase of angelic visitation. Not because like I'm here to worship angels. No, but because the angels are here to worship Jesus and the angels are here to help those who are the ministers of the gospel. And so even recently, as I was invited to minister at a beautiful church about almost two hours drive away, And recently, even as I was invited to minister at a church that was over an hour's drive away from my home, my car tire exploded. And just within two minutes, a man showed up by the name of Daniel, a young man who I believe was an angel sent by the Lord. And he changed my car tire and went on his way, disappeared thereafter. But not only angelic visitations to like to support me and help me to get through A to B, to move forwards in. I have been seeing angels bring protection and encouragement and even strengthen me in times of disappointment, just as the angels strengthened Jesus in his ministry whilst he was on the earth as a man. And so what are the keys to step into the slipstreams of God? There are three things that I believe are truly important for us right now to step into moving powerfully by the Holy Spirit and just seeing God's dreams birthed throughout this earth. Number one, it's to come back to this place of awe and reverence of God, to love and delight in the holiness of God, to draw near to the holiness of God and to truly take a hold of purity. It is so beautiful how in the Old Testament, even in Ezekiel, as you read from chapters 43 to 47, you see in chapter 43, the presence of God fills fills that temple. And then in 44, the Lord speaking about the priest who ministers to the presence of God. And these priests, it says that there should be nothing, nothing unclean, nothing unclean about them. It says that verse 25, chapter 44 of Ezekiel, they shall not defile themselves by going near to a dead person, 
So in chapter 44 of Ezekiel, you'll see these priests who are ministering to the presence of God. There are so many requirements of them to stay clean, to stay pure, to stay set apart. And how amazing is it that actually we are the temple of the living God today and that we are the priesthood of all believers and we get to minister to God face to face. We get to draw close to him because of Jesus. We get to be in him as Christ prayed for us to be aware that we we are in him as he is in the Father. And so what does it even look like to live with nothing hidden in our lives? What does it look like to actually live with a fear of God, an awe and reverence of God, of wanting to do nothing to grieve his spirit, to do nothing to to quench the spirit, but to truly allow all dignity, pride, shame, sin to just be washed away, to allow every tormenting thought and lie that has held us back to be washed away. And you know, even earlier this year, as the Lord led me into deeper refinement, I did not have a sin issue that I was struggling with, but the Lord showed me a thought that I had that was actually not a thought from the Father and that he had to remove it from me. And it was the thought around how women in ministry are less than. And I had to repent of believing that thought because that was a little thought that contaminated who God called me to be and I had to surrender it to him. And then the Lord also in his refined me showed me some repressed traumas that I actually hadn't allowed Holy Spirit to let me feel and to heal with him by feeling it and allowing him to take the pain and the emotions. And yes, that refinement was painful. Yes, that refinement cost me dignity of of ugly crying in public in front of people from feeling out of control and unable to to do the things that are on my hands and my responsibility to do and yet being able to surrender it on to trust the Lord to humble myself um, and to allow the Lord to bring me through this refining process it was beautiful and it was the most freeing thing and I believe that gosh there could just if only we could just understand the joy of purity and holiness and to be intimate, to be close with the Lord, because it's only those with clean hands and pure hearts who get to see him face to face. And wow, if only we could see that when we allow ourselves to to draw near to him like that, that we actually become our true selves, the, the men and women that he dreamed for us to be, and that we actually allow Holy Spirit to fill every part of our bodies, every cell, every DNA, every thought, every emotion, and to then overflow and change not just our own lives, but the lives of others. Holiness. The second key is living in faith. Faith is such a gift from the Lord, and faith is trusting and knowing the character and the goodness of God and believing he will do that what he will say but I feel like some of us need to repent from our understanding of works because we have limited God and limited our understanding of works so many of us has limited works to mean just going to church just going to read the Bible, just praying and being a good person. And these are all really, really good things. Being of good character is phenomenal, beautiful, a necessity. Reading the Bible is a necessity, but the works of Jesus are not just these things. The works of Jesus also include moving in power, of stewarding the gifts of prophecy. The works of Jesus includes 
praying for the sick, cleansing the leper, casting out demons and raising the dead as we preach the gospel with power. And so faith requires actually doing the things we see in the Bible. Uh, and mark my words, these things, these works of Jesus that the disciples did and then men and women of faith did in the book of Acts and in other churches that, uh, that Paul writes to, they didn't cease when the apostle died. No, that is a lie. That is a lie from the pit of hell. If any of us believe that today, we need to repent and actually allow the scriptures and allow Holy Spirit to challenge us, to convict us and show us that there is so much more for us in that realm of faith. And by faith, you get to approach the throne of grace. And by faith, and that's just not a concept in your head. And that is just not a future thing that, that happens when we die. It's something that you can do today. It's something that you can do today. Just the other day, as I prayed for someone to receive Jesus, they experienced themselves going into the heavenly realm, like John the Revelator, who wrote the book of Revelation. He saw himself taking into heaven. He saw Jesus face to face. He looked into the eyes of Jesus. He even saw his family members who had passed, but who were believers. It was a beautiful thing for him to see heaven and that is real, and it is for us today, and it is by faith. It is by faith. And so allow God to grow in you faith. Allow the Holy Spirit to convict you. I remember even being taught when I was younger that the gifts of the Holy Spirit has ceased after the apostles had died, and that was a lie that I had to repent of. And it was the wildest thing because although I was taught that, over time, Holy Spirit just kept pulling at my heartstrings and there were just undeniable miracles that were happening. I was, I was undeniable seeing God speak. It, there were undeniable miracles such as God giving me words of knowledge, facts about people I couldn't know but because of him. And as I declared these things, they were being set free or healed of certain things. Undeniable miracles angels showing up where in the past I would I would think that the, the angel was 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 the devil but why would we give credit to the devil so much why would we give him so much space it was actually angels who were pointing me to Jesus and showing me and encouraging me and imparting to me even greater strength as I pursued the Lord. And so even as I share these things of my journey of what happened to me when I had that lie that the gifts of the Holy Spirit stopped when the apostles died and, and that Holy Spirit pulled on my heartstrings. And even as I dived into the word, he convicted me more and more, even more, that actually the greater works that Jesus has prayed and has prophesied for us to do was inclusive. And the starting point was to pray for the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, and cast out demons as we made disciples of all nations. So how wild that that's actually the beginning, the beginning. Even the, the miracles we see in the New Testament, they were just the beginning. And it's for us to be on this, this depth of faith and confidence in God and hoping for him to do more, believing for him to do more, and taking risks because we know he will do more. And then finally, the third key is discipline. And so to recap, holiness, living with an awe and wonder of being willing to submit ourselves to the training of God. There is more training for all of us. We never graduate from being students of Jesus. And in fact, for some of us, sometimes it may feel like 
wow, are we going backwards having to lay down our own ministry perhaps and then serve someone else's ministry or lay down a ministry and and become a student at a ministry school or, um, you know, quitting out like myself, quitting our jobs that were paying good money to then just living by faith and trusting that the Lord will make ends meet. Goodness, the discipline of the Lord is beautiful. It is kind. It is purifying. It is refining. It is fun. And it is so important, actually, for us to take seriously the discipline of the Lord, to immerse ourselves in the Word of God and allow the Word of God to renew our minds, but to also earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy, and to really learn how to to utilize them. There was a question recently on Facebook that said, well, why would we need to be trained in the spiritual gifts? Surely it's a gift from God. Actually, that's a really good question because all skills that we have are gifts from God, but Every skill, be it the skill to play the guitar, the skill to play the piano, the skill to speak in another language, all these gifts and talents that God gives us actually require training, investment, and development to get better at. You know, an Olympic athlete who is skilled in running, even he or she will submit themselves to training, to coaching, to nutritional advice so that they could improve the natural talent that they had from God. And the supernatural gifts are also talents from God that when we allow God to train us, while we invest in the training, while we learn from other sons and daughters who have been moving in these things a little bit further ahead than us, it it pleases him because we are allowing these giftings to multiply in our hands and we're able to be more effective as disciple makers. We become more effective of being men and women who can house the presence of God in us because we are the temples of Holy Spirit and we become men and women of God who then overflow the living waters of God. And it's so amazing and beautiful. See, living in the slipstream, the final thing I will end in is the vision that Ezekiel gives us in Ezekiel chapter 47. The slipstream of God is beautiful. It talks about the river of God that flows from the throne and you are the temple. So the throne of God is in you. He's tabernacled in you. And so the Holy Spirit wants to flow out through you. And it talks about where it says, chapter 47, then he led me back to the bank of the river. And as I went back, I saw the bank of the river, very many trees. And it says in Ezekiel chapter 47, this water flows towards the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah and enters the sea. And when the water flows into the sea, the water will become fresh. And wherever the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live. And there will be very, very many fish. For this water goes there, that there may be waters of the sea may become fresh. So everything will live where the river goes. Let me say that again. Everything will live where the river goes. And so how beautiful, marvelous, and incredible it is that Holy Spirit in us is wanting to flow out as a living water so that everything we touch will actually live, have resurrection power flow into them for the glory of Jesus, but not just for other people, that every part of our spirit, soul, mind, every part of who we are to be revitalized, that 
that dead things in us come to life, that sin things in us get cleansed, that things that were holding us back in in places of hiding get get refreshed by the living word of Holy Spirit. And so when and when we submit ourselves to the discipline of the Lord, the Spirit is allowed to do these things. We give him permission to do these things in our lives. And it is truly so beautiful. And so even now, I just pray an impartation. I pray even right now as you, you listen to uh, these words, that great faith will get stirred in you, where you start to see that there is more for you, that, that the Lord wants to make you a great man and woman of faith like Abraham, like David, like Nehemiah, like Esther, like Paul the Apostle, like John the Apostle, like Jesus when he modeled living as a man on the earth. Men and women of great faith, I pray an increase of your faith, faith to prophesy, faith to see into the spirit realm, faith to see Jesus face to face, faith to see the dead raised, faith to see the kingdom of God extend. And I pray also holiness will arrest your heart, that you'll have a deep love for purity and that there's if there's anything in you that holds you back from purity and, and, the, and the beauty and the holiness of God, I pray even now that the Holy Spirit will convict you and set you free. And finally, I pray that you'll allow yourself to be disciplined by the Lord and to, to be a student of Jesus, of Holy Spirit for all of your days. I bless you so much because the slipstream of God is in, is there for you. The slipstream of God is an invitation for you. And it is wild. It is fun. It is free. And it is for all believers. Bless you guys. We hope you enjoyed that episode. And we pray that you've been richly encouraged and inspired to hunger after God and to live courageously for Jesus. We also have some exciting news to help you not miss the next episode. Naturally Supernatural is now on all leading platforms, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Music, and Pandora. Subscribe, but also reach out to us if you have questions or stories you would like to hear on the show. Join us next time and let the Naturally Supernatural life for Jesus be unlocked in you. Bless you guys.